This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Coming up at 1.15, expected time for Kevin Stefanski to speak in beautiful Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. Andrew Berry spoke yesterday. One of the beat reporters locally who was there to listen to it joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline from the Beacon Journal. And you can read all of his work at Ohio.com. He is Chris Easterling. Hello, Chris. What's happening, Chris? Uh, hey, how's it going, fellas? We are well. What did uh, you think from Andrew Berry yesterday? Anything enlightening about what from what he said in particular? I kind of thought some of his Nick Chubb comments were we're a little thought-provoking, Chris. I, you know, I kind of stand. I, I'm kind of still where I was, you know, coming out of the season-ending presser, where he, um, you know, I think they want to get a deal done. I, I, I think they truly want to get a deal done, where they, you know, an extension or restructuring, something that you know they want to do right by the player. But I do think there's an, there's a, you know. They also know that if things go bad, you know they have that option. That, that look, you're you're only four million against the cap if we cut you. You have no guaranteed money. So I, I think right now it's it's still sort of a you know feeling out period a little bit. But but I think ultimately they get it done. Uh, it, it just it just makes too much sense. I mean, obviously the the injury concerns are legitimate. We, I mean, we don't know what Nick Chubb's going to look like. But at the same time, I mean, it's Nick Chubb, and, and I think they get something done. Chris, it would be a really bad look for the Browns if they just cut Nick Chubb, wouldn't it? Um, yes. Uh, outside of a vacuum, you know, it, 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 yes, it would be a bad look. But in a vacuum, I can also see the reasons why. Now, I mean, it's a heartless, cold <laughs> – somebody asked – somebody called Andrew Barry yesterday cold-hearted. Yeah. You, know, you know, and I was like – I wouldn't say Andrew Barry's cold-hearted. I, I think he's he knows what he's doing, and part of the business they are in is, you know, it's a it's sort of it's a cutthroat business. It's a difficult business, but I, I still keep going back to. I think I said it before, uh, you know, maybe not on your show, but another show. It's the it would be the closest thing we've had to Bernie Kosar getting cut if they were to cut Nick Chubb, at least in terms of the reaction uh, amongst the. Uh, the fan base. So I think they, they understand that as well. You know, they build up the goodwill they built up over the last year, going to the playoffs and everything. I think they understand how big a, how much that would, how much of a hit they would take if they, if they did cut him. Chris Brown's have, according to multiple reports, Brown's have renegotiated Denzel Ward's contract to lower the cap hit, bringing them above the, uh, I guess the Mendoza line for lack of better terminology. So do you see any more of those coming in the near future? Because it, it kind of stood out to me when Andrew Barry said in the sidebar session to you guys, it's a possibility when it came to Deshaun Watson's deal. Um, well, Nick Chubb, I mean, that, that would, you know, technically be a contract restructuring. Um, you know, I, I, I expect them to, to make a couple more moves. I, I, you know, they haven't completely ruled out, you know, not restructuring Deshaun and they haven't ruled out, restructuring it and you know i i it's sort of just you know it, you know we have andrew there you know basically between the podium time and and the side session we have him for about 30 minutes and 
you know, he asked and asked about various things and, you know, not once to be, hey, you know, we're our two-time Pro Bowl cornerback. We're about to restructure his contract. And so I, I think these things, you know, I would expect two or three of them just to, to give him the, as much flexibility as, as possible, not just once the free agency and, and trade period starts, but, you know, a big thing is just the cap rollover stuff. You know, they're they're big on that, and 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 just making sure that you know they, they just have that rainy day fund. They have they're ready for any possible happening. So I would expect others. You know, you got you know maybe they go back to Miles. Do they redo Amari's deal? You know, even though it's the last year of his deal. Do you know? I know they've done Wyatt and Joel. So. There's places they can go to to restructure, and I would expect them to do some more. Chris Easterling joining us from the Beacon Journal, Ohio.com. Chris has a real good story on Denzel's whole salary situation that came out this morning. You can go read it at Ohio.com and get some great details on that. Were you um, – I, I was a little taken aback yesterday by the lack of – maybe I shouldn't be – the lack of backup quarterback talk out of Andrew Barry. It didn't seem like anybody asked him about DTR, and I don't think I heard the name Flacco all day. He was asked a couple of times about backup quarterback. Uh, I, I believe uh, you know somebody asked if I can remember in your side session. Uh, he was at yeah he was asked uh, you know and he he said we value the, the backup quarterback position. And, uh, you know, he didn't obviously get into specifics. He didn't mention DPR per se, but my guess is they are going to go out and they're going to acquire in some way a backup, a veteran backup quarterback. I think, I think last year, you know, I, I, if it's Jacoby Brissett, is it, is it Joe Flacco? Is it, who knows? Um, I expect him to get a, a veteran quarterback and listening to him in the side session, I think they're that that's the the route they're going to take as well because not that they they want DTR to continue to develop, but I think they realize that the window is now and we can't find ourselves kind of with our pants down again like we were last year when when you know the, he was kind of thrust into the uh, thrust into the job uh, you know, unexpectedly. Chris Easterling, Acropeka Journal, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Well, buddy, you're going back to the Greenbrier, so you got that going for hey. you, which is nice. Also, the Vikings coming in as well for joint practices. What are your thoughts on that? Can't wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, look, it was, you know, when we first last year heard about them going to the Greenbrier the first time, you know, you know, Kevin talked about it, and I'm going to be fascinated to talk to Kevin today about this because how much are they just trying to replicate what last year, last year, and how much those guys to a man when you brought up why are you guys able to handle all the adversity that that team handled last year? They kept going back to the Green Bar. It sure did, and just that whole you know those. Eight those nine to ten days they were down in West Virginia, and just what that time there did to bring it almost forced you bring you together, which established a foundation that when you had other guys didn't come into the organization as the as the season went along and you had to bring guys in like you know because of injuries and whatnot. There was the culture was set, and it was set by those guys that you know had gone through that time at the Greenbrier. So I think they want to get that again. They're, they want that again, and um, and that's why they're doing it. I, I I think you could tell when they left the Greenbrier last year that all parties, the Haslam's, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stavansky, were really happy with what they got out of it in the moment. Then the season plays out as it is, and I think that just solidified it. As for the joint practices, at least it's not Mankato. It's in Berea. <laughs> oh, that's, that's well put. Chris Easterling joining us. Do you expect contract extensions for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski before the season I'm, starts, Chris? I, I'm sort of surprised they haven't happened yet, Jeff. I, I sort of... I sort of figured that well they were going to they were going to get out of the season and they were going to get out of the you know the the post playoff loss 
you know, you know, coaching staff churn and all that stuff. And then once it got clear that I actually thought it was going to happen this week, you know, I just, I mean, everything I've been told is there's, I, I've been told that I thought they've been, they were on their way at some point. I still expect him to, to, to get here. I wonder if there's just some, you know, some negotiations going, you know, just a matter of negotiating and, you know, fine tuning the, you know, the deals, but I expect them by the time next season rolls around to, to, to not be, you know, in the, in the last year of their, their contracts, but, but on new uh, extended deals. If it were up to you, Chris, would you give them the same length of deal? Like, would you give both of them a three year or both of them a four year or would you stagger it? Um, they worked so well together. I think I'd give it the same length. Now, maybe that's the maybe you know not privy to all the back behind the scenes discussions. You know, maybe that's part of the the holdup is is negotiating the lengths and you know finding that sweet sweet spot for for both and you know and that that's what's holding it up. But I, I still I they. They are the best pairing of the expansion era, no doubt. Period. Full stop. Last year, last year settled it, and it would be foolish to break it up at this point. You can have your quibbles about you know some of the things they've done maybe over the time, but it's it's clear they have changed this organization for the better, and they should be able to see through it, especially as you're you know let's be honest you're dealing with this unknown as still at the quarterback position. So I, I, uh, I would uh, make sure I could keep the, the Barry Stefanski uh, team together, you know, you know, kind of in lockstep as, as long as possible. Chris, we're going to get into this a little bit later on uh, around the time Kevin speaks. Do you think he's underappreciated here? Or do you think he's overrated here, one or the other? Or, or some other thing. I, I just I don't think the guy gets the credit that he deserves for being a pretty good young NFL head coach. I think he's a really good, uh, and I think he's gotten better. I, I think I, I think part of it is you know, and, and you guys deal with the fan base you know on a daily basis. We get in our minds things, and you know we, and I myself. We get diff- it's difficult to get out of you know to change our opinion, and I think people have griped about Kevin's play calling for you know how many days has he been on the uh, how many days has he been on the job? I mean, <laughs> I, I you know it, it's 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 a very tough job, and may have they won as much as they should have won in this four year stretch? Probably not. You know, you can look at twenty one and twenty two and and. and and, and and certainly say that, but there is no doubt he's the right coach for the Cleveland Browns. He's a very good coach for the Cleveland Browns, and um, I, I think the. But I think part of that is just Kevin himself. I don't think Kevin. I mean, I think Kevin cares because you don't get to that position without having some ego. I mean, it's an ego-driven business, and but at the same time, I think he he. he the awards on the wall, the, the accolades, that sort of thing. He's he doesn't care as much as when I walk in that locker room, when I walk into the meeting room, are the people I'm looking at, the guys that I'm coaching, do they appreciate me? Do they, you know, support me? You know, that sort of thing. Will they go to the wall for me? I think that more than whether he's underappreciated, over uh, overrated, any of that matters most for Kevin Stefanski. Chris, thanks for taking the time while you're out there at the Combine to be with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate being on. Chris Easterling, Beacon Journal, covers the Browns. He's at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. We'll hear Chris asking questions for Kevin Stefanski coming up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One fifteen, Kevin is expected to speak. We'll hear it right here on The Fan. Jeff Thomas just mentioned, and this was has just come out by the NFL Players Association, the report card for the Browns. And we're going to talk about a couple of the things Chris said, but we want to jump into this because this is this is rough. It's actually what this is. There are 32 teams in the league. Composite rankings on the different things. The Browns turn out 23rd in the composite rankings. And the overview says two major issues that the players identified as problems have stayed from last year. And it said, first, the team needs an actual weight room. That's some of the limited space facility situation they have out there in Berea, and I know they're trying to rectify that. It's been situated basically in the indoor practice field, and guys like they deserve big-time fancy weight rooms, and there's just, I believe the issue is just space right now. It's not there. Yeah, it's a serious lack of space when it comes to Berea. I mean, they're they're – they're trying to buy up the land and the houses around the facility. And they have some of them. And I think there is some construction that's going to take place at some point soon. But at least right now, the way that it looked in 2023-24, that's part of having that land in that spot is you've got all of the houses around there. And I think there's a church in that area. And, and you you don't have as much space as you'd like. And some businesses in the general vicinity as well. Correct. Second issue plays right off of that, the size of the locker room. It's one of the smallest in the league. Your players feel like they don't have an adequate amount of personal space to simply get changed. As somebody who has to hear a boatload of locker room press conferences, I agree. (laughs) If they need more space because, and I'm going to really rip the curtain back here, they need more space because they need to actually have the podium somewhere where you can't have everybody in the background talking and hear them clearly. So let's go over some of these grades because it's um, scary, actually. The best grade the Browns received was the strength coach, strength coaches, and they got a B-plus on that. (laughs) We applaud B-pluses, trust me. I'll show you my report cards growing up. It ranked them at 19th in the league. So apparently strength coaches are very popular around the league and they're all doing well and everything's just hunky-dory there. Treatment of families, D-. minus. Food in the cafeteria, C+. Plus. That's 18th. Cafeteria is in an area that's it's just off the front lobby and – Back in the day, it used to be a racquetball court, a little basketball court area, and they've incorporated that into some other things. And then it became a press conference area over the years. Mm -hmm. Now it's a cafeteria area. Uh, Nutritionist, dietitian, C+. Apparently these guys took the survey either on a bad day or things are really bad out there. Locker room at D+, 23rd in the league. 
Training room, C plus, 20th in the league. Training staff, B minus, 24th in the league. Weight room, a D, 30th out of 32. So, to pause you just real quick, the training staff part of it, I wonder if that's taking the brunt of the injuries that we saw this year. Like, maybe guys were... Well, but it's they still got a B minus. Right. Like, maybe guys were rating this... And going like, yeah, you know, they're real good. They've done a nice job this year. But, boy, we got a lot of injuries. So I wonder if that maybe plays into it. I, good question. I have no idea. I don't know how any of this stuff goes. Nobody asked my opinion of anything. Team travel, D, 23rd in the league. These these two are interesting. Your head coach was ranked a B-. minus. In and of itself, that doesn't sound very bad, does it? No. B-? minus. No. 28th in the league. 27 other coaches received a higher grade from his players. Huh. I find that interesting. And ownership received a B. And a B made it 17th in the NFL. So the the Browns ranked no higher in these categories than 17th. And the thing that got the best ranking was the ownership. The thing that got the best grade, um, B-plus strength coaches. Huh. Now, having been around professional sports for a long time, having been around the Indians, the Guardians now, the Cavs, the Browns, these guys don't want for much. (laughs) I'll just tell you that. So if you're giving stuff a D, if you're giving stuff a C plus, really? I, I I don't I, I'm not going to bash the guys on this. This is what they think. I, I can tell you, being around some of this stuff, oh my God, are they pampered? Well, so so some of this, but Berea is tight. I'll say that. Yeah, and some of this, of course, the Browns are more of a veteran-laden team that they had been in the past. You you had guys who were at a lot of different places. Like for well, no, example, a, they brought in a lot of free agents. Well, right. you had yeah. two defensive linemen who were from Minnesota, which I don't know what the grade is in Minnesota for training facilities and that stuff. That thing is a palace. Their facilities are unbelievable. They dumped serious, serious, serious cash. And I'm not talking about the stadium itself. I'm talking about the Minnesota Viking facility. They built that thing like they were Clemson. All right. And they needed it as a recruiting team. Do you want me to follow that up for you? Please. Minnesota Vikings. Treatment of families. A, first place. Food cafeteria, B+. Plus. Right. Nutritionist, A. Locker room, A. Training staff, A-. minus, Or training room, A-. minus. Training staff, B. Weight room, A. Strength coaches, A. Team travel, A-. minus. Head coach, A+. Plus. Ownership, A+. Plus. If you are bored at work, and I mean really bored, pull up that Minnesota Viking training facility. I mean, they, they honestly use that thing the same way that a college would use their facilities to show off why you should come there. Like, that thing is a palace. So I wonder how much that is playing into it where you've got veterans who came from that thing in Minnesota. And I am sure the Dallas Cowboys did an awesome job, and I'm I'm looking at Amari Cooper for that one. I'm sure that facility is very nice because Jerry spares no expense when it comes to all that kind of stuff. And I don't know that for sure. I don't have that information in front of me. Well, I'll get it in a second. But I just called up something that make the, this one. Browns fans, you want to feel better? Here, here you go. Ranking 28th in the NFL overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Treatment of families. F minus. Whoa. How do you get an F minus? Whoa. How do you do that? Maybe, they have good food, B minus. Maybe charge full price for a ticket if you're over five. Locker room, F. Training room, D+. Plus. Training staff, C. Weight room, C. Strength coaches, B+. Plus. By God, the players love their strength coach. love a strength coach. Team travel, D. Head coach, Mike Tomlin, A. Ownership, the Roonies, F. 31st. Kansas City was the same way if you pull that one up. Andy Reid gets an A+. Plus. The Hunt family, F. I'm sorry. You have really rich people paying people to play a sport, and they're getting getting a whole lot of money. 
Can ownership really be that bad? I want to know some of the criteria. What do you you want? Yeah. like What do you you want? I want to know the criteria that goes into that one, especially when it comes to ownership and that stuff. Like, I could get it if, and I don't know this for a fact, if you give an owner an F, I could understand it if the paychecks were late at any given point because that would be the reason why. And I'm not saying anybody has this. I'm, I'm throwing out hypothesis here of why you would give an owner an F. Maybe a bad interaction on a bad day maybe has something to do with it. Maybe they're not around. Maybe they're around too much. Right. Who, who knows what a player thinks? Because I'm like trying to think of different ways that like ownership would drive you nuts. Let, let, me, let me just give you one thought. Treatment of families is a big deal to players. Yes. Especially on game day because you want your families to come to the game. right? You, I understand that. And you want them to be treated well and then at, at training facilities and everything else. Treatment of families did not score well with almost anybody. Almost anybody. Arizona, D+. Plus, and I'll just hit some of the bad ones. Arizona, D+. Plus, Cincinnati Bengals, F-. minus. Bengals also got an F- minus on food and nutritionist and dietitian. Oh, boy. Um, Cowboys got an A- minus for families. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, D plus for Kansas City for treatment of families. D minus for the Jags. F for the Chargers. A minus for the Dolphins. A for the Vikings, as we mentioned. New England Patriots treatment of families. F minus. F minus for the Steelers. F for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. F minus for the Washington Commanders. I mean, the commanders are going to be on the bottom of everything. That stadium is falling apart, and Dan Snyder didn't invest a dime in them for Lord knows how long, plus yeah. all the lawsuits. You know, it, when all of the things that were taking place wow. inside of the Washington commanders facility are there, it's very hard to rank anything involving that facility above an F. Guess what Bengals ownership received? I'm going to go F. C+. Plus. Well, good for them. How about that? Yeah, good for them. Yeah, treatment of families, F-, minus, food, F-, minus, nutritionist, F-. minus. But the ownership gets a C plus. Isn't the ownership ultimately responsible for the treatment of families and the food in the cafeteria? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Jeff, I'm not. I have no idea. I don't know I, either. This whole thing. I I would love if there was some kind of a like. Okay, here's what you're rating them on to get those, or if it's just a general. Hey, how do you feel about your owner? You know, and it could be any time. Like the owner could have told you you can't park your car there, or your your truck is too big for the parking spot. And so that day, you're immediately like, "F, he sucks. He's awful. He's making me move my car." Like it could it could easily be something that silly. So who knows? Yeah, you never know about that. Roman is in Canton. Roman, what's happening, Roman? Hey, fellas, how we doing? Great, we're doing well. Good, good. Just wanted to uh, chime in on this. Uh, I got two theories. Um, one of which is that. Do you think there's some sort of um, understanding between the, the coaches, the uh, owners, and the players that, hey, kind of be brutally honest about all these questions so I have something to take to the city of Cleveland in this whole process of getting a new stadium? Um, that's one. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. And then two, is there some sort of correlation between big market cities and their grades compared to low or mid-market cities and their grades. You know, because obviously Minnesota might be an outlier because they put all this money into their facility recently, but are mid- to low-market teams or organizations looking at this and saying, hey, you know, if we can put a little pressure on the place or the city that we're in, uh, because of these low grades, maybe they'll allow some more funding for new facilities and new um, opportunities. Interesting thought, Roman. And I'll yeah. be honest, we just got our hands on this and haven't had a chance to dig into it that much. But I, I think it's really interesting. And so, the, the NFLPA wants it done, so there it is. So the Chargers are 30th in this. I'm, I'm clicking what I could find as the larger market teams. Uh, the Rams are 20th. And, of course, they share a facility and – we, we all know how all that stuff goes. So I don't know if it's 100% like, hey, the teams in larger markets are in better shape than the teams with smaller markets. Like, I don't know if that's the case. I think some of it is the age of these, the layout of these. And again, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is behind all of this stuff. Like, you know, how do you, if you're a, a, on a rookie contract, 
and all you know is what you've seen inside of your facility and talking to veterans, do you really have the backing to sit back and go, oh my gosh, this ownership group is terrible compared to X? You know, or, oh my gosh, these facilities aren't where they need to be. And if you are a rookie, maybe you're ranking them lower because you're coming out of Alabama, LSU, USC, these um, Ohio State, where if you've ever seen any of these, you're like, holy crud, these are palaces. It's silly. I mean, the Woody is nicer than what the Browns are using. It's silly. Uh, Interesting stuff, and you can go to NFLPA.com and take a look at that. I, I just think it's fascinating. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Jeff Thomas just mentioned, and this was has just come out by the NFL Players Association, the report card for the Browns. And we're going to talk about a couple of the things Chris said, but we want to jump into this because this is this is rough. It's actually what this is. There are 32 teams in the league. Composite rankings on the different things. The Browns turn out 23rd in the composite rankings. And the overview says two major issues that the players identified as problems have stayed from last year. And it said, first, the team needs an actual weight room. That's some of the limited space facility situation they have out there in Berea. And I know they're trying to rectify that. It's been situated basically in the indoor practice field. And guys like they deserve big-time fancy weight rooms, and there's just, I believe the issue is just space right now. It's not there. Yeah, it's a serious lack of space when it comes to Berea. I mean, they're 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 trying to buy up the land and the houses around the facility, and they have some of them, and I think there is some construction that's going to take place at some point soon. But at least right now, the way that it looked in 2023-24, that's part of having that land in that spot is you've got all of the houses around there. And I think there's a church in that area and, and you've, you don't have as much space as you'd like. And some businesses in the general vicinity as well. Correct. Second issue plays right off of that. The size of the locker room. It's one of the smallest in the league and players feel like they don't have an adequate amount of personal space to simply get changed. As somebody who has to hear a boatload of locker room press conferences, I agree. (laughs) If they need more space because, and I'm going to really rip the curtain back here, they need more space because they need to actually have the podium somewhere where you can't have everybody in the background talking and hear them clearly. So (laughs) let's go over some of these grades because it's um, scary, actually. The best grade the Browns received was the strength coach, strength coaches, and they got a B-plus on that. Which... And, we applaud B-pluses, trust me. Well, I'll it, show you my report cards growing up. It ranked them at 19th in the league. So apparently strength coaches are very popular around the league and they're all doing well and everything's just hunky-dory there. Treatment of families. D minus. Ugh. Food in the cafeteria. C plus. That's 18th. Cafeteria is in an area that's it's just off the front lobby. And back in the day, it used to be a racquetball court, a little basketball court area, and they've incorporated that into some other things. And then it became a press conference area over the years. Mm-hmm. Now it's a cafeteria area. A uh, nutritionist, dietitian, C+. Apparently, these guys took these, this survey either on a bad day or things are really bad out there. Locker room, a D+, 23rd in the league. Training room, C+, 20th in the league. Training staff, B-, 24th in the league. Weight room, a D, 30th out of 32. So, to pause you just real quick, the training staff part of it, I wonder if that's taking the brunt of the injuries. 
that we saw this year. Like maybe guys were. Well, but it's they still got a B minus. Right. Like maybe guys were rating this and going like, yeah, you know, they're real good. They've done a nice job this year, but boy, we got a lot of injuries. So I wonder if that maybe plays into it. I, good question. I have no idea. I don't know how any of this stuff goes. Nobody asked my opinion of anything. Team travel, D, 23rd in the league. These, these two are interesting. Your head coach was ranked a B-. minus. In and of itself, that doesn't sound very bad, does it? No. B-? minus. No. 28th in the league. 27 other coaches received a higher grade from his players. Huh. I find that interesting. And ownership received a B. And a B made it 17th in the NFL. So the, Bra- the Browns ranked no higher in these categories than 17th. And the thing that got the best ranking was the ownership. The thing that got the best grade, um, B-plus strength coaches. Huh. Now, having been around professional sports for a long time, having been around the Indians, the Guardians now, the Cavs, the Browns, these guys don't want for much. I'll just tell you that. So if you're giving stuff a D, if you're giving stuff a C plus, really? I I, I don't, I'm not going to bash the guys on this. This is what they think. I, I can tell you being around some of this stuff. Oh my God, are they pampered? Well, so, so some of this, but Berea is tight. I'll say that. Yeah. And some of this, of course, the Browns are more of a veteran-laden team that they had been in the past. You you had guys who were in a lot of different places. Like, for well, example... A, they brought in a lot of free agents. Well, right. You had yeah. two defensive linemen who were from Minnesota, which I don't know what the grade is in Minnesota for training facilities and that stuff. That thing is a palace. Their facilities are unbelievable. They dumped serious, serious, serious cash. And I'm not talking about the stadium itself. I'm talking about the Minnesota Viking facility. They built that thing like they were Clemson. All right. And they needed it as a recruiting team. Do you want me to follow that up for you? Please. Minnesota Vikings. Treatment of families, A, first place. Food cafeteria, B+. Plus. Right. Nutritionist, A. Locker room, A. Training staff, A-. minus, Or training room, A-. minus. Training staff, B. Weight room, A. Strength coaches, A. Team travel, A-. minus. Head coach, A+. Plus. Ownership, A+. plus. If you are bored at work, and I mean really bored, pull up that Minnesota Viking training facility. I mean, they, they honestly use that thing the same way that a college would use their facilities to show off why you should come there. Like, that thing is a palace. So I wonder how much that is playing into it where you've got veterans wow. who came from that thing in Minnesota. And I am sure the Dallas Cowboys – did an awesome job, and I'm point, and I'm looking at Amari Cooper for that one. I'm sure that facility is very nice because Jerry spares no expense when it comes to all well, that kind of stuff. And you, I don't know that for sure. I don't have that information in front of me. Uh, well, I, I'll get it in a second. But I just called up something that make the, this one. Browns fans, you want to feel better? Here, here you go. Ranking 28th in the NFL overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Treatment of families. F minus. Whoa. How do you get an F minus? Whoa! How do you do that? Maybe they have good food, B minus. Maybe charge full price for a ticket if you're over five. Locker room, F. Training room, D plus. Training staff, C. Weight room, C. Strength coaches, B plus. By God, the players love their strength coach. I love a strength coach. Team travel, D. Head coach, Mike Tomlin, A. Ownership, the Roonies. F, 31st. Kansas City was the same way if you pull that one up. Andy Reid gets an A+. The Hunt family, F. I'm sorry. You have really rich people paying people to play a sport, and they're getting, getting a whole lot of money. Can ownership really be that bad? I want to know some of the criteria. What do you you want? Yeah. like What do you you want? I want to know the criteria that goes into that one, especially when it comes to ownership and that stuff. Like, I could get it if, and I don't know this for a fact, if you give an owner an F, 
I could understand it if the paychecks were late at any given point, because that would be the reason why. And I'm not saying anybody has this. I'm I'm throwing out hypothesis here of why you would give an owner an F. Maybe a bad interaction on a bad day. Maybe it has something to do with it. Maybe they're not around. Maybe they're around too much. Right. Who, who knows what a player thinks? Because I'm like trying to think of different ways that like ownership would drive you nuts. Let me let me, let me just give you one thought. Treatment of families is a big deal to players. Yes. Especially on game day because you want your families to come to the game. right? I understand that. And you want them to be treated well and then at, at training facilities and everything else. Treatment of families did not score well with almost anybody. Almost anybody. Arizona, D+. Plus, and I'll just hit some of the bad ones. Arizona, D+. Plus, Cincinnati Bengals, F-. minus. Bengals also got an F minus on food and nutritionist and dietitian. Oh boy. Um, Cowboys got an A minus for families. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, D plus for Kansas City for treatment of families. D minus for the Jags. F for the Chargers. A minus for the Dolphins. A for the Vikings, as we mentioned. New England Patriots treatment of families. F minus. F minus for the Steelers. F for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. F minus for the Washington Commanders. I mean, the Commanders are going to be on the bottom of everything. That stadium is falling apart, and Dan Snyder didn't invest a dime in them for Lord knows how long. Plus, yeah. all the lawsuits. You know, it, it, when all of the things that were taking place wow. inside of the Washington Commanders facility are there, it's very hard to rank anything involving that facility above an F. Guess what Bengals ownership received? I'm going to go F. C plus. Well, good for them. How about that? Yeah, good for them. Yeah, treatment of families, F minus, food, F minus, nutritionist, F minus. But the ownership gets a C plus. Isn't the ownership ultimately responsible for the treatment of families and the food in the cafeteria? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Jeff, I'm not, I have no idea. I don't know I, either. This whole thing, I, I would love if there was some kind of a, like, okay, here's what you're rating them on to get those, or if it's just a general, hey, how do you feel about your owner? You know, and it could be any time like the owner could have told you you can't park your car there or your your truck is too big for the parking spot. And so that day you're immediately like, F, he sucks. He's awful. He's making me move my car. Like it could it could easily be something that silly. So who knows? Yeah, you never know about that. Roman is in Canton. Roman. What's happening, Roman? Hey, fellas. How we doing? Great. We're doing well. Good, good. Just wanted to uh, chime in on this. Uh, I got two theories, um, one of which is that do you think there's some sort of um, understanding between the, the coaches, the uh, owners, and the players that, hey, kind of be brutally honest about all these questions so I have something to take to the city of Cleveland in this whole process of getting a new stadium? Um, that's one. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. And then two, is there some sort of correlation between big market cities and their grades compared to low or mid-market cities and their grades. You know, because obviously Minnesota might be an outlier because they put all this money into their facility recently, but are mid- to low-market teams or, or organizations looking at this and saying, hey, you know, if we can put a little pressure on the place or the city that we're in, uh, because of these low grades, maybe they'll allow some more funding for new facilities and new um, opportunities. Interesting thought, Roman. And I'll yeah. be honest, we just got our hands on this and haven't had a chance to dig into it that much. But I, I think it's really interesting. And so, the, the NFL PA wants it done, so there it is. So the Chargers are 30th in this. I'm, I'm clicking what I could find as the larger market teams. Uh, the Rams are 20th. And, of course, they share a facility and – we, we all know how all that stuff goes. So I don't know if it's 100% like, hey, the teams in larger markets are in better shape than the teams with smaller markets. Like, I don't know if that's the case. I think some of it is the age of these, the layout of these. And again, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is behind all of this stuff. Like, you know, how do you, if you're a, a, on a rookie contract and all you know is what you've seen inside of your facility, and talking to veterans, do you really have the backing to sit back and go, oh my gosh, this ownership group is terrible compared to X? you know, Or, oh my gosh, these facilities aren't where they need to be. And if you are a rookie, maybe you're ranking them lower because you're coming out of 
Alabama, He's LSU, yeah. USC, these um, Ohio State, where if you've ever seen any of these, you're like, holy crud, it's, these it's are palaces. Silly. It's silly. I mean, the Woody is nicer than what the Browns are using. It's silly. Uh, interesting stuff, and you can go to NFLPA.com and take a look at that. I, I just think it's fascinating. Uh, we just went over the NFLPA player rankings of their teams. And in some cases, you might think, well, that's great. Good for them. And as I mentioned to Dan, the Minnesota Vikings rated very highly on on everything and good for the Minnesota Vikings. Then again, you have to convince players that Minnesota in the wintertime is a great place to be. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heck of a sell. It's, well, it definitely is. When your entire city is known for the fact that it has catwalks connecting everything so you together, don't have to so walk you don't outside. have to go outside, yeah, that yeah. kind of tells you what you Which need to Which they know. do. It's really cool. It is. They're second overall in the NFL. So good for them. The Dallas Cowboys, well, high, highly rated as well. Good for them. It's it's just um, it's tough. Cowboys are twelfth. So but, our, our X mention is powered by Scheiben Jewelers, yeah. premier jewelry store, and you can always send a message to the show at CLE Talking Heads, like Craig does here, asking saying, "Did the Vikings make the playoffs? No, they get they get better grades if they were soft on them." Well, if that's of course they had a quarterback with a torn Achilles and a stud wide receiver who was injured. And they unloaded a huge chunk of that defense on top of it because Quasi Adolfo Benson came in and kind of cleaned house. And did a whole bunch of different stuff. They were in the process of a rebuild, hoping for the best. And Jordan Addison seems to be coming along and playing well. If the case came down to nice facilities equal no playoffs, then they would throw a whole bunch of rusty barbells into the shack from Rocky Four, And everybody would hush and you'd get over it because the goal is to make the playoffs and get that sweet, sweet playoff money. Like... <laughs> I don't think A correlates with B the way that you want it to. With all that said, if you want to draw the conclusion that players are extremely pampered, well, they're the investment that ownership makes. That, I mean, that's the product. Yes, they're pampered. Should they be pampered? Yes, they should be. But players obviously enjoy being pampered. And I guess why wouldn't you? With that thought in mind, it's real clear that Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. And after GM spoke yesterday at the Combine, it's real clear that the uh, Bears are looking to move Justin Fields if that opportunity presents itself. That's pretty clear. So Caleb Williams will more than likely be their starting quarterback. If you want pampered, do you have to actually have a resume in the NFL <laughs> or, can, or can you go ahead and just ask for it coming in? Because, Dan, it appears that that's what Caleb Williams' father is doing here. So, Kalen Kaler put out a really good piece on The Athletic all about Caleb Williams and all the different things that are going on with him. Of course, he is looking to pretty much be 1-1. Uh, the thing that's interesting about it is Pro Football Talk had a piece a lot earlier on in the year where he said um, his dad has basically taken the the ropes of negotiating everything for him. And it seems like his dad is the one who is a lot of times in the middle of what's going on. He doesn't have an agent. And his dad is, of course, a good gentleman. He by the doesn't name of, have an agent. Right. His, he is a guy by the name of Carl Williams is the name. Now, he's in an interview with GQ earlier. He basically said that the draft process, he, he thinks about the draft process the way that I do. So I kind of agree with the guy where he said, quote, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity gets the first overall pick. Yes. Not necessarily Preach. true because Preach. the Bears made a trade. Jeff. Jeff. Bears weren't good, but let's be honest. They Jeff. didn't They didn't earn the number one pick. They, they made a trade for it. Jeff. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I let the fact get in the way of something. Forgive me. Sure. You found, congratulations, you found the caveat to the rule. Now let's look at years previous, Well, we were we? talking about Caleb Williams in particular. Ask Terry Bradshaw about that. Ask Troy Aikman about that because they'll tell you exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. well, why did I go there? Because they needed me. Uh-huh. And, and, and I had no choice. Right. And, and <laughs> Eli Manning and Philip Rivers and all of the other different sure. things that have taken place in between there because we had no choice. But 
Again, that's another conversation for another day when it comes to the draft. But the big thing that Carl has been doing is he is trying to get around the rookie wage scale somehow because, of course, everything is slotted now, so there's no real negotiations that take place of guys. You know, the the monster contracts of the past where these rookie quarterbacks were some of the highest paid players in the league is gone. It's Sam all, Bradford was the last guy. Exactly. It's all scaled now. And so one of the things that Carl has been doing is he's been talking to teams has been bringing up ways to get around the rookie scale. One of those being having a partial stake in some of the teams. That's silly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, that's silly. Uh, good for Carl Williams. You know, if you're slotting salaries, do you really need to give four percent of it to an agent? You know, I mean, you're. That's you're, my question. You're pretty much going to get what you're going to get. Yeah, you only really and it's need gonna an agent. It's going to be pretty darn good. Yeah, you need an agent for probably marketing or well, um, and you advertising. Can, and you can hire kind of those guys. You don't. You don't really have a need in this situation. I don't think to flat out give whatever percentage. And I think it's four right now. Four mm-hmm. percent of your contract to an agent to get you the money that the NFL is going to give you anyway. Not to mention he's already been doing it for NIL, so it's not yeah. that much of a a, yeah. a shift. So that that's interesting. Ownership stake in a team not happening. A, it's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. And B, you've never played a snap in the National Football League and you want to own a piece of the Chicago Bears. Hey, more power to you. You can always ask. Right. But unless I'm completely mistaken, you know, Tom Brady wasn't allowed to own a part of a team when he played. Do you think we should allow that? No, absolutely not. Players play. Yeah, I was gonna say why? Because they don't own the team. I mean, what? I, I hate to no, be I that know, simple about it. They, you, you, it's very you, blunt. You play laugh. football. How, how convoluted would it be if the quarterback owns five percent of the Chicago Bears, and all of a sudden he's handing off to a guy who the ownership group has is going to ask for a pay cut or something in the next contract talks. Hey man, talk, talk to your partners. Let's go. I I didn't think of that. Why are you going to, why are you going to cut my pay? That's a real good point. Why are you cutting my pay? This lunch stinks. Get me a better lunch. I mean, you threw three interceptions last game. You can at least get me lunch. That's why among other reasons that I did not think of it through that lens. Thank you. That's a, that's a good one. Thank you. Jim's in Strongsville. Jim. What's happening, Jim? Hey, guys. Listen, I am not touching Caleb Williams for the 20-foot hole. I I understand everybody and their brother thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. I saw a guy that regressed in his career. When things were going bad, he looked the worst and sounded the worst, and his body language was the worst. That's not the leader that you want for a team in the NFL. That's just I'm, I see a guy that improvises a lot, holds the ball too long, never throws the ball on time, I'm just – I'm not seeing it. Maybe, you know, like look at last year. You look at the draft last year, the kid from Alabama was the same way. His worst year was his last year, the whole undersized thing. I just – I think NFL teams fall in love with certain certain traits and they just can't get past it. And this, then his dad asking for ownership. Yeah, okay, listen, you're not the – Andrew Luck, you're not, you're not the best thing. You're just not that good. Who are you to ask for ownership and that the NFL would somehow or other – there's got to be a rule somewhere even against that. So there is. I don't want the head. I don't want the headache. Of, I don't want the headache of the dad. And again, guys, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. You tell me. When things started going bad at USC last year, did you see a guy that was lifting the team up, or did you see a guy that was sulking and looked like excuses were everywhere? And you know, he was just going with the flow. I don't know if the leader of your franchise could be a dude that just goes with the flow. Yeah, I mean, Jim, you're 100% right, and a lot of people have said that on numerous occasions with Caleb Williams. It's like he's a great quarterback, but he's not a leader of a team. And can you be a can you be a great quarterback and not be the best leader and have your team turn around and succeed? And I have well, I question, no even idea. Even the great quarterback point, Dan. Like, I mean, look at the numbers from this year. He had his worst year. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and Jim, that, that's scary, Jim. Some of that, yeah, and, and there's they made a whole bunch of excuses. Some of it they pointed to, to Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Some of it they pointed to Lincoln Riley. Some of it they pointed to, you know, there's, there's always excuses, losing Jordan Addison being a part of it, too. And you can make a whole bunch of excuses, but you're right. You would watch him sometimes, and you're like, boy, this looks real clunky. And then he would pull something out, and you'd be really impressed. 
And we're now in this draft cycle. I, I think Chase Daniel did a really good breakdown on him where he's like, this is the stuff evaluators are looking for. And it was a whole video of Caleb Williams going, okay, my first option isn't there. My second option isn't there. Boom, here's my third option. And doing it so quickly with really, really good graphics so that someone who's dumb like me can understand. Nice. That's true, but he's showing how many examples out of how many plays. Right, I mean, look, exactly. I, I, can go find, I can go find 10 good examples of somebody doing things really well. Without question. There might, be, there might be 150 examples out there when you just fell apart and didn't do it right at all and threw a pick. So, I mean, that's, that's where I kind of come out at it. I mean, like I said, what do I know? I don't know anything about quarterbacks, but I just don't like the body language alone. All right, Jim, thank you very much. Yeah. Dave, Dave's in Broadview Heights. Hi, Dave. All right, Dave. Hi, guys. How you doing? Great. We're doing well. I didn't call to talk about Caleb Williams, but I, I'm kind of, I think Jim's spot on with that call. I, I, I would not touch him either. I'd just stay away. But I wanted to talk about the, uh, about the Browns and the grades. Sure. So I thought some people made some good points. One of the things, though, it would be tough for a player to be really, truly honest about an owner, unless you're giving him an A, for fear that maybe that gets back. You know, it's one thing to criticize someone's facilities, but to criticize an owner. And and to see that the Browns didn't do too well in the ownership category, and you know, I, I hold the ownership responsible for things like, you know, the cafeteria or not having a good weight room. I mean, that's on the owner. He's He's been the owner a long time. He's got enough money. He should have better facilities. But I, I just wanted to roll that into, because I was really interested, and I didn't really hear anyone talk about it, but what Brian Hoyer said, about about in response to the Johnny Manziel situation where Johnny was talking about not getting a lot of help from him. And he said, Hoyer said he had animosity towards Ray Farmer and Jimmy Haslam because they were always trying to push them ahead. All right. And Dave, you know, I'm, kind of, I, I'm, I apologize for what I'm about to say with that whole thing, man, that's ancient history. We're talking about something that happened 15 years ago. I, mean, I know, but it's the same owner who meddles, and that's that's the only year he didn't meddle was COVID when he wasn't allowed to meddle, and then this year, when his when his quarterback, which I believe he's the one who jammed the quarterback down, the coach because he, he he doesn't seem like the coach or the uh, GM's quarterback, and I'm just saying, don't don't count our uh, our, our trophies just yet because I think if we're stuck with this quarterback, we're not going anywhere. Dave, and thank I think you it's very much. All on Jimmy. All right, Dave. Thank you. And we'll see, Dave. I'm I'm sorry to anyone out there who is interested in the, the Johnny Manziel-Brian Hoyer feud that has been going on for 15 years. Uh, hi, my name is Dan Manigan, and I don't care. And, I, and this Dan is and ancient I, history, Dan and I man. talked about this yesterday, and we both felt exactly the same way about it. I I, I don't want to hear anything from Johnny Manziel yep. about his time in Cleveland other than, boy, did I screw it up. Exactly. That, I had opportunities and I blew them. That's all I want to hear. And all I want to, and, and on the Brian Hoyer side of all of this stuff as well is, hey, I went on and had a great career. I love, you know, I enjoyed my time in Cleveland. It was a little tougher than I would like it to be, but I exactly what he said. I was there to win a starting job. I will help you along the way, but I'm not here to babysit you, which is the subtitle, or, or I shouldn't say subtitle, but the basically cliff notes of what took place in that interview. And Brian's awesome. He's been on the show. I would love to have him on again and get his insight of how the league works and how everything operates. Brian's fantastic. And he's doing a great job in media and that stuff. But this whole thing, man, a career in it. He'll do well. This whole thing. I just don't care. By the way, number one ranked team all the way around in the players association poll, the Miami dolphins. And interesting. Just so you know, they didn't receive anything lower than an A minus. Interesting. In anything. And only two of those. Congratulations to your Miami Dolphins. So they got that going for them, which is nice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 